All right, so yeah, this is our third episode of The Warden Crowing to Walker, and I have a very special guest. It's my friend Eric Questra. Um, what's up, Eric? What's up, bud? And uh, I have Ming Chen um, as a host as well as a fellow podcaster as well. Um, how you doing, Ming? Uh, I'm I'm doing great. One thing that me and Eric, since I've known Eric, one thing that Eric loves is music, and me and him share we share a very similar taste in music. In that we can delve into different genres, different groups, different rap groups, rock groups, R&B groups, Motown groups, uh, everything that you name. Uh, one of one of our uh, the highlights between me and Eric was that uh, we went to a. Uh, trivia night uh, a couple weeks ago and you know between our trivia team we're able to come up with answers for just about any question but Eric what was the what was the highlight of our trivia night when we won what the 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 McKinley thing the McKinley thing yeah the McKinley thing (laughs) (laughs) all right so there was a question of what presidents are on each denomination of bills. And they went from, what was it, like the $2, $5, all the way up to like the $500. Nobody knew the $500, but I knew it because of the Jay Giles band and a song called Dead Presidents. <laughs> and everyone was like, no, 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 no. It's not right. It's not right. I'm like, yo, it's right. Believe me. Like, trust. And it ended up being right, and everybody lost their minds. So, yeah. That was my claim to fame that night. Wow. And I'm thinking like Jay Giles, uh, Centerfold. Yeah, uh, what free, was freeze Frame. Called? Yeah, Freeze Frame. <laughs> it's like dead presidents. We ended up winning the game by, I don't know, maybe like what, like two or three points? But, it was like, uh, like five points or something. Yeah, it was, it was pretty close. But yeah. because of like the the numbers, the number and the value of the points, uh, Eric got from dead presidents. Like dead presidents was the reason. Yeah. Like Jay Giles was yeah, essentially, yeah, it was wild. <laughs> so, uh, so Eric, what what type of uh, music do you listen to? Since you were able to help us win trivia by knowing Jay Giles, like there's got to be a bunch of music that I listen to literally everything except for country because country is just hot garbage, but. Um, What's yeah. No, no Old Town Road, none of that Billy Ray Cyrus, none, no, none of the above. None of that party garbage, no, no thank you. But no, I listen to pretty much everything. I listen to hip-hop, rap, R&B, blues, com- no, not country. I was going to say country. Not right. Um, what about like, hip-hop? Anyway. What? What about hip-hop? You listen to hip-hop? No, no. that's corny as hell. <laughs> ICP? ICP, stop. You're just naming bad bands at this point. Next year I say Nickelback. Hey man, they're hey man, dude. If you thought Nickelback was playing at sold out shows now, like during all this like shit going on, like dude, that's like the hottest ticket right now. Like a nickelback concert. No, there are no concerts. <laughs> Zero concerts. Say, nickelback will be like completely sold out. No. I saw memes that were saying Nickelback is playing uh just like they were before with zero fans. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a shame, man. Nickelback really gets a really gets a bad rap. Like, I don't know if their music is that bad or it's like not terrible. They they have some good heavy stuff, but they're just it's the lead singer Chad Kroger, I think his name is. He's so yeah. full of himself. Him and Corey Taylor go back and forth like a lot, and yeah, like he, he's so full of himself. 
Yeah, from Slipknot and Stone Sour. Yeah. Chad Kroger thinks he's like God's gift to music, and he is definitely not. So. Oh, it's a shame, man. Like, like I don't know if I've heard one Nickelback song, but I think that no, it's... You, you know Photograph, right? <laughs> I think it's like the reputation, like, you know, people that people like me that never listen to Nickelback, like, I just grab the reputation and I just go on with it. Like, I think that's where it's at. They're not... That's what I'm saying. They're not terrible, but they're... Like, I, he's so full of himself that it's like, yeah, no, I don't want to be associated with that. I remember... Uh, they were going to play, I think, Thanksgiving one year in Detroit at the Ford uh, Ford Stadium or whatever it was, Ford Field. And the people were writing, like, there was a petition, like, everybody and their mother signed this thing to not have Nickelback play. And I don't remember if they did or didn't. I don't think they did, actually. But, like, the fact that, like, it was like a worldwide petition. It was wild. <laughs> you got to be, like, either you have to be that bad or you have to be that fucking annoying, like, as as, as an existence. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That dude's so annoying that people are like, ugh, Nickelback, no. <laughs> so, like, all right, in terms of, you said he's a lead singer? Yeah. So, in terms of lead singers, like, would you put him in a, at a, in a top five of, like, biggest dickhead, like, biggest lead singer dickheads? I don't know. I don't know if he does anything wild. Like, you know, like Axel used to be just ridiculous back in the day. Like, they, he, he like swan dive off the stage and tackle some dude with a video camera. Like, he's not that wild. He's just really full of himself. He's just very okay. cocky and goofy. All right. So, all right, question for you. Who are some of the bands that you really listen to? Like, whether it's classic or whether it's new or current or like semi-modern. Okay, so... The last couple of days, I've been listening to some Zeppelin, like bluesy Zeppelin, and then also Run the Jewels, which is hip hop. That's right. Um, yeah, and Run the Jewels is about to come out with a new album, and I'm like super hyped for it. They just released two new singles, and like I jam them constantly. Oh shit, yo, you're not, yo, you're not going to the Suzy Q now, right? I guess, like because of uh, because of all what? the shit on, like the yeah. the Susquehanna for the Run the Jewels, like they're performing with the uh, Rage, right? Yeah, they're performing with Rage at, at it's not even Susquehanna. What is it, BB&T or something in Camden? Those tickets didn't even go on sale yet. They go oh, on sale May May the nineteenth for whatever reason. I guess because there was mad scalpers and stuff. So <laughs> those tickets didn't even go on sale. But they they cut the tour in half. Like they stopped up until I think May twentieth. They're not going to perform. They're going to re, either re reschedule the dates or cancel them. I guess, but. From May twentieth on, they're supposedly, but who knows with all this going on? Yeah. Oh shit, dude. So like, all right, what's what's your top three of uh, what's your top three of musical genres? Like, what uh, are you leaning towards most? I, I've been listening to like I, I've been listening to a lot of hip hop lately, like a lot, like primarily, and then classic rock I've always listened to, and then blues have always kind of been around too, and then metal. Just, you know, classic thrash, like Metallica, stuff like that. Megadeth. There, Anthrax, all that shit, right? Yeah, pretty much. What, who are, like, who are your top three or, like, favorite musical acts in terms of, like, hip-hop? Hip-hop? Right, like, I listen to a lot of Run the Jewels, obviously, and then I listen to a lot of The the Game and, okay. like, classic, like, Dr. Dre, Tupac, you know, the classics. Okay. You can't go wrong with the classics. 
like what uh what Tupac like Tupacalypse now or Machiavelli or all I'm eyes of everything. But yeah, all eyes on me is good. You know, Machiavelli is great. You know, your your typical classics. Nah, it's you know what it's it's wild how great Dr. Dre was as a producer. Like really, like start all that West Coast shit. Yeah. I've been talking. I, I was talking to my buddy. Like literally, anything that Dr. Dre touched was gold. Like anything he did way back in like the '80s pre NWA, he was doing stuff like some random groups, and like they had hits. It was it's absurd. Literally, it, he found the game. I don't know if he found the game, but he produced like one album with the game, and yeah. he blew up crazy. But then they split up somehow, and then he went with Shady. I don't even know. It's it's that's another crazy thing. Let's yeah, see. like his um the like all his proteges that he like started out with from like uh Snoop on a Chronic and then like he ended up getting with Eminem and Eminem ended up finding well I'm not gonna say finding Fifty Cent but Eminem ended up cutting Fifty Cent like a huge break and then Fifty Cent yeah. got the game like it's like how you see like in the like in the seventies with the sitcoms like the sitcoms had a spinoff of a spinoff like that's yeah, really, like exactly. how Doctor Dre did it it's it's fucking wild of like. Yeah. The album, you know, he only had like two, three, like great solo albums. But the fact that he, he had produced, two, he had two, he literally had two. He had the Chronic, and in two thousand one, that was yeah, his two like, albums. That's it. Like everything in between was really like finding proteges and like you know improving their quality, like in terms of production or like giving them tips on like what to do, what not to do, and like all of them had like great careers. Like Marshall Mathers ended up becoming, you know, arguably the best rapper out there. Yeah, probably the greatest. Like, 50 Cent's peak for, like, two, three, four years was, like, fucking high. And, like, Snoop is consistently relevant in pop culture. Like, he's on fucking general insurance commercials. He's doing all this shit, man. Yeah. he Yeah, he he got huge. He started off as just some rapper, and then he started just buying anything and everything. He had the whole G-Unit line. Remember that? That whole G-Unit group with, like, Lloyd Banks and, like, he made other people famous off of him being famous. Like it was, it's crazy. Yeah. The whole hip hop scene is ridiculous, but it's, yeah. dude, it's, it's really impressive how far ahead, like he did shit. Like he was doing shit that nobody else was doing or was like 10 years ahead. Like yeah. when he did NWA, like I, I think Ice Cube wrote the lyrics for most of the music. Like maybe he was yeah. in the back doing production and shit. And like he, like he gave Easy E like a, fucking solo break like that's like that's yeah. wild man apparently easy e was like straight hood like he didn't even know anything about the business and you know boys in the hood they literally just said here come here and read this and he had to go through it like a couple times he just couldn't grasp it that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, wild man how did you uh how did you like straight out of compton the movie i thought it was good i don't know how accurate it was i've heard some things are a little i mean obviously movies are gonna take your uh creative liberties but I, yeah. I guess for the most part it was pretty accurate yeah that's fair it's uh no nah, it seemed like it was a pretty damn good like interpretation of like how it how it all went down and like how they all split up and how the manager was uh yeah the manager was was bad news yeah and i mean like in terms of that 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 shit just like it had their turmoil from inside the group like once Ice Cube found out that like Heller was taking all the royalties and like he was a fucking songwriter. Like if there was one person to really get pissed yeah. off from like missing out on royalties, somebody that's writing songs instead of just, you know, singing them. Exactly. And, Especially since Easy E was technically didn't even know what the hell he was really doing. Then he got in cahoots with Jerry and then they took over all of it. 
Yeah, yeah, dude. And like Easy E was the um I guess he was like Jerry Heller's puppet. So I mean if there was one person that was definitely gonna be with, with Jerry Heller, it was definitely gonna be Easy E. But um real impactful group, man, and it says a lot about them due to the fact that they were like inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like based off of like one or two albums. The sheer like significance and impact of what they did. Yeah. Um just set forth their path like their path was really set after that well, i mean they essentially started gangster rap right yeah like, yeah as yeah. we knew it like straight hood like you know cruising down the street mm-hmm. in my six foe like <laughs> with the like, corona six foe right <laughs> yeah dude so um any other like type of rap that you like like outside of gangster rap or like um i mean yeah I don't know. You really you can't go wrong with the South, classics. Uh, Miami Bates. Nah, I can't really get behind the whole Miami Bates deal. Yeah, the Southern stuff is pretty. Certain Southern stuff is good. Like I can't do the uh, the chopped and screwed. I'm not big on the chopped and screwed. Like okay. ludicrous. Like I like bass heavy. Just bass heavy. Just bangers. Stuff like stuff you can rap along to. Like even Eminem back in the day, you could rap along with stuff. Now. He's still great lyrically and all that, but you can't really rap along with it. I can't really get with it. You can't rap the berserk, right? <laughs> no, I'm not that good. So, what are your um, what are your favorite uh, pop acts or Motown acts? I mean, yeah, your Motown stuff is like Four Tops. Uh, that's I've been listening to a lot of that lately. Like Marvin Gaye, you can't go wrong with. You know, yeah. Temptations. Oh, Bill Withers. R.I.P. Bill Withers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, you know, what's crazy is that Bill Withers, you know, not just that he died today, but yesterday was Marvin Gaye's birthday, and the day before was the day that he died. So like, it's just been like a streak of three days, man. It's yeah, that's wild. Yeah, even like Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, all of that stuff, man. It's just like the soul, the soul in Motown. You can't. it's just like the sound of it, like the production, that period. You can't, it, you can't replicate it. There's no way. Yeah. You know, I was, I was just thinking about how much that those musicians did in their day. And the fact that you know, think about like something like Dr. Dre producing, like, or Diddy producing, like all the music that they did, if you look at every album is a sample of some song and the magic of what those Motown musicians did and musicians before them, except Led Zeppelin is that they made their own music, you know, like yeah. there was no sampling back then. Like they legit had instruments and they were writing lyrics and they just said, okay, well, we're going to do this. Like that is just fucking impressive. And it's a lot of layered stuff. And they had like a horn arrangement and like, you know, some sort of orchestra had strings and stuff. Like a lot of the horns, I think is what gets me. I'm a big fan of horns. Even yeah. like, like, like rap sample, like rap or dubstep, it's like bass heavy, but it's got like a bass line with horns. I it just gets me so hyped, dude. I want to punch people in the face. <laughs> What's um, what are your same some like some of your favorite class like classic hip hop songs? Like, give me like a top three. Like, they don't have to be a favorite of all time, yeah. but like always a go to. None but a G thing, always. You can't okay. go wrong with that. The game too much. Is, is a good one. That's a great sample and just, just the flow and everything's great. And um, I don't even know. I'd have to go maybe like Run the Jewels, Lie, Cheat, Steal. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's not classic, but it's 
it's a go-to for me. Nah, I got it, man. I um, you know, for me, I've been work I've been working from home for like the last like three weeks, and like I'll just put on the iTunes and like I have just consistent like '90s rap play because that's pretty much like all I listen to. Like I listen mm-hmm. to genre, but like in terms of rap, it's like between like I don't know. 1986 and like 2004 like yeah yeah. anything like yeah like when rap started essentially back in like mid 80s because before that it was kind of hokey and like it was more it was just like like chopped and not chopped and screwed but it was a lot of like mixing with like dj stuff with guys talking over the top not really making rhymes <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Like something like uh, rappers delight. Like it's just like yeah, well, it's just like, a baseline, and they're just going for like you know fifteen minutes or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking like for me, some of my favorite songs. I you know I post all the times like mine playing tricks on me or sick yeah, uh, ones from Mob Deep. Like I I grew up listening to a lot of New York rap. Um, being born in like Jersey and me living in my household, like all we listen to is like Method Man, Busta Rhymes, Red Man, yeah. LL Cool J, Lil Kim, Biggie, like all the East Coast hip hop was like a lot. Of I ended up branching off and like listening to classic rock and stuff like that. But yeah. um, me growing up was straight up Mob Deep, Lil Kim, like some of my favorite rapper and probably Busta. I think Busta Rhymes was probably my favorite rapper like growing up as a kid um, yeah. because he will always have. Yeah like great lyrics, but his music videos were perfect. Like Dangerous, Put Your Hands On My ICC, or um, what's the yeah. one with uh, ODB? I forget. Um, Wouldn't, oh, was it Got Y'all On Check? No. Give me some more. No, no, give me some, I think it was Give Me Some More. I think that's what ODB. Um, but like he would have like really funny music videos and he was he was always a joy to watch and like seeing seeing his career and like how it played out, man. Uh, he was crazy, dude. He can go like ten thousand, you know, ten thousand miles an hour, or he can like just keep just nod your head, like yeah. Ass <laughs> beats. He he could change flow up crazy, and like he was just yeah. He's definitely one of the greats. 100%. Yeah. So, um, what were like what are your two two or three of like your favorite rap albums from like front to back, or like albums in general? Since we're like talking about music, like give me like. Yeah, albums in general. What's a what's an album I always go to? I don't know. I don't even know. I'm really like spotty with my music. I'll listen to something so much and to be like sick of it for years. Like I yeah. I got real big in the Queen like in high school and I listened to like mostly every Queen album that ever came out and I really haven't touched it since. Like <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you. Like, that's how bad I get. Like, I get super into it, and then I'm like, all right, I can't listen to this anymore. I mean, you know what? In your favor, though, at least you listen to every song that they, you know, at least release, like, throughout. Rather than, for me, like, probably all I need is a greatest hits album, and that's probably all I listen to of, like, their music. Like, I'm one of those people. Um, you could probably do that. And that's the thing. I, I have an iPod. But, like, I have a 128 gig, like, the huge one, the iPod Classic. I don't even touch it anymore. I literally go on YouTube music and yeah. I'll just do it. I'm sick of being my own DJ. Like <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Cause you know what you want to hear roughly, but then like 
if the if the album ends or or it's like a, if you have like you know twelve thousand songs or whatever, you start you just hit next 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 the whole time yeah. and it gets boring. So if you put throw on YouTube music, you put on like I don't know, say "Heard It Through the Grapevine" Marvin Gaye, and you'll get all that Motown, and it's just constant, endless. Very good point, man. It's like a, it's a straight shuffle of that era of music. Like if you're if you're doing "Heard It Through the Grapevine," like you're listening to Smokey Robinson, you're listening to the Four Tops, you're listening to Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder, like Jackson Five, all within like the same hour or change, like that you're listening to. It's yeah, as long as you have it on, it, it plays. It's never ending. It's not even like like spot. I don't I don't know, really know how Spotify works, but Pandora is kind of the same way. Or yeah. um, I think honestly, I think YouTube Music's the best one because Pandora, yeah. you get limited skips. YouTube Music you have unlimited skips and is an unlimited playlist, and you just do as much as you want or whatever you know. Yeah. What's um? Oh, I remember we did this at Craig's house one time. Was the most annoying Zeppelin song that you said was the was it Fool in the Rain? Fool in the Rain is the worst Zeppelin song on the planet Earth. I will fight you. It's just it just sounds so different than like anything that you were here from. Like if you start if, if somebody came to you and said, I'm interested in listening to Led Zeppelin, like you would probably start them off with like a good like hard Zeppelin rock song. One. No, you Pass start them off with Zeppelin one and then you well, keep going until like Zeppelin four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you got to put in physical graffiti, though. So, but yeah, what I'm saying, if if someone says, "What do I go to for Led Zeppelin?" Start with Zeppelin one, because that's yeah. the one. Yeah. So, like, if they're exactly. listening, Zeppelin two is probably my favorite Zeppelin album. That front to yeah. back, that album is. There you go. That's a complete album. If I listen to one song on Zeppelin two, I have to listen to it from there the rest of the way. What's on Zeppelin two? A uh, whole lot of love or heartbreaker, right? A lot of love, uh, Moby Dick. That's it. Um, all of them, like literally all of the lemon song. Um, I think thank you was on it. Yeah. Bring it, it on home it, is yeah, on bring it on home. Exactly. Bring it on home. Oh, good one. Good one. Yeah. Um, everyone, every good song, you know, like speak, like speaking of Zeppelin, it's incredibly impressive of how they did like four albums in four straight years. Like for, I think Led Zeppelin one was, was it once a year. 67 or 68 it was one of them and then they just like they started 68 i think they might have done two in 69 believe it or not oh they did two in 69 (laughs) (laughs) um and like i think it's 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 ridiculously impressive due to the fact that like they started and like debut album was great and then they just increased 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 um in terms of the music that they could do like i mean led zeppelin 4 is definitely i would say the peak of their uh of their of their music you know era but i wouldn't i don't know i'm not a real big fan of zeppelin 4 to be honest i think it's got like a bunch of weird folky songs and they're not as bluesy okay you have more like more the epic like like super long-winded like drawn out it's good stuff like but a lot of songs I won't listen to like I'll skip through them. I'll play you know like what is it black black dogs on four black dog four sticks dog rock and roll uh, battle Rise of evermore uh, when Stare- the breaks misty mountain hob yeah. uh, four <laughs> sticks going to California going to California yeah that's all that's up yeah like yeah. the first half of the album is great and then it's weird folky stuff that I, I'm like eh whatever I'm over it. <laughs> 
Um, like, definitely one and two, they're just full bluesy, just like bang your head, like heavy blues. Like, it's just so good. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It's, um, you know, it, it, it makes me think about how much great musical acts like that, like when they hit their, and I mean, like in terms of commercial performance, like Led Zeppelin 4 was a pinnacle of like where they were. Oh, um, yeah. Even follow that up, I think, with physical graffiti. Oh, no, that's right. It was um, like Over the Hills and Far Away or something like that. Or was that just an, was that a song? It was an album in the middle. I yeah, forget. Houses of the Holy came out before physical Houses graffiti. Houses of the Holy, that's where it is. Yeah, yeah. Houses of the Holy, that was it. Yeah, yeah. that was in the, in the mid-between. And then, like, they were able to do physical graffiti, um, which, like, carried carried them over for their commercial performance. Um so like it wasn't until they started doing um in through the outdoor like their last two albums where they started to decline in terms of like musical performance but like they're oh my god like they were able to sustain that for at least a good 10 years where they they were were, also product of the times too because you figure late 60s everybody was experimenting and doing wild stuff man you had like hendrix cream you know those types rolling stones and and you know the beatles were doing wild stuff back then it was very experimental and then you know, the, the 70s came and it, it all kind of Vietnam happened and it, it, it just kind of stopped. Even like the car stuff. I don't know how big you are in the cars or whatever, but I'm, I'm huge in the cars. And like mid 60s to like 1970 is kind of like the pinnacle. And then after 71, it kind of declined. And then the gas crisis came and ruined all the muscle car stuff. Oh, shit. Good point. Yeah. That's a pretty good parallel. <laughs> What's uh all right, question for you. Do you think that Zeppelin stole as much music as the like they're reported to be? I think so. I've I've there's a lot of like tra- I don't know about traditional blues stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that you can trace back and be like, oh, this guy did that, or oh, that guy did that. And somehow they came off scot-free. I don't understand. <laughs> They got pretty good lawyers, man, because, like, I think they go through a lawsuit, like, every year. And I think, like, two or three weeks ago, they, they won yeah, some they just win some case against, what was it, Taurus or something? It, for the <laughs> intro, that seems like Stairway to Heaven? Yeah, dude, it's, it's wild how, how much they've gotten away with. I was at a, um, since I'm an auditor, I was out at a warehouse in Edison. And the warehouse owner, he's like a big fucking YouTube fan. Like he goes like anytime that Bono and like the Edge they come over to the states, like somehow he's always with them. I don't know how, but like he was telling me how much he loves U2, and I'm like, yeah, I love Zeppelin. And he's like, dude, Zeppelin is like the greatest cover band of all time. Like it was the first time I heard it. I was like, really? I'm so fucking offended. But like I didn't know what he was talking about. Then like he had to explain. I was like, oh my god. Like there's so yeah. much. You can look it up. There's a lot. Like even in was that Lemon song? He stole from Killing Floor. Yeah. <laughs> like bro, it's like and I don't even know who like goes to court. Like I don't know whether it's Robert Plant or Jimmy Page. Um I guess it'll probably be both of them since they wrote most of the music, but like Yeah, I, I guess know. I think both of them are on, on the credit. I think it's Page and Plant. I think that's the, the music credit. So I guess one of them would have to show up or who's even suing them, honestly? Is it like the bands that are getting ripped off? Because these dudes are probably older than the sun. They're probably dead, right? <laughs> Are you just litigation lawyers just trying to make money? I think it's probably like I think it's probably the songwriter, if anything. I don't know if it's like the recording st- or the the record label of the people that uh, the record label of the artist signed. It's probably the songwriters because I mean, dude, imagine that you're, you're Eric Questor, right? And you wrote 
the hook to Stairway to Heaven, like 10 years before Stairway to Heaven came out. And then you see that it's the most played song on the radio. Uh, oh, like, yeah, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, yeah, give me my cut. But, yeah. I, like, the thing about back then, a lot of the guys, not many people were, were copying other stuff, or maybe they did on a low key. Yeah. But for the most part, these were all original things because yeah. that's, that's just how it was. I mean, you might have heard like some stuff from, you know, because the music was so different from when, like, in the 60s. Like think twenty years before that it was the forties. You were listening to like, like Benny Hill, not Benny Hill, um, like oboes and shit like that. Like, <laughs> like, like the real orchestra stuff. There was no like electrified guitars and stuff. That was ten years ago. Yeah. No. Nah, very. I mean, very good point, dude. It's um, you know what? Like, even if they did steal a little music, like you still got to be able to make more music on top of that. Like. Yeah, give the give the artists their fair share, but the fact that Zeppelin was able to do so much more with the music that they did, and I mean that doesn't come from stealing other people's music, like maybe you know five to ten to fifteen percent, but oh, I would say even less than that. There's like maybe how much music did Zeppelin put out? You know, out of out of all the music that Zeppelin made, probably maybe ten or twelve songs are like questionable. Like, mm-hmm. that's like 2%, if that, you know? It's like barely anything. So, yeah, everybody has an influence from something. Yeah. Nothing, you can't just think of something out of nothing. It, it doesn't happen. You need some sort of influence or some sort of guidance or, you know, it, it yeah. just doesn't work like that. Good point. Um, question for you. Are you big on Michael Jackson? I'm not not big on Michael Jackson. If it comes <laughs> on the radio, I'll listen to it. But I don't know, like, his full catalog. I know he, he started in Jackson with the Jackson 5 when he was, like, literally 10 years old. And he yeah. pretty much made music all the way until he died. So, like, uh, the reason why I'm asking is because, you know, sometimes I think about how great of an album, like, Thriller is. And Thriller is, like, one of my, like, one of those three albums that I was talking about, like, I could listen to front and back. Like Yeah, that's, like, yeah. It's literally every song on that album is a number one hit, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, like, my... My point is that, you know, sometimes I think maybe Bad is a better album than Thriller. Like, considering, like, how high up, like, Thriller is in terms of commercial performance, every song on there, like, every song hits a genre, like, whether it's Beat It With Rock or, like, Billie Jean With Pop or, like, uh, Human Nature or PYT. Like, there's so many different genres on one album. Like, Bad could not outperform Thriller. And, like, I think that it's arguable that, like, either Bad is at the same level, if not better. Because, like, he followed it up with another banger. Yeah, he did, definitely. Thrill- well, Thriller's the number one selling album of ever, period. It's, like, right. falling away. It's literally, like, put so far on the top shelf, nobody's ever going to touch it ever. It's, like, a 100 times platinum worldwide. It's unbelievable. It's wild. And, I mean, like, dude, that's that's the genius of Michael Jackson, like, Quincy Jones as a producer, to be able to come up with all these songs and say that we're going to put this all on one album. Like, thriller. Like, dude, like, it was so revolutionary how he was able to do that full album. Like, even the the title track with Thriller to have a 10-minute, 12-minute video that, like, scared yeah, the, the shit. Video was, like, long as sin, dude. It was so long. But that, yeah. was, that was, like, a commercial success. It was, like, literally, he could do no wrong in that. I think that's another product of the times. Like, he, he could do no wrong. And the stuff was killer. Like, 
it was yeah. good ass music. There was no doubting that. But then just the way it was marketed and the the way it came through and the time frame and all that, it, it just it was a perfect storm and it'll never be touched again. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, you know, I think about how popular he had to have been back then to imagine dude, imagine if you haven't even done thriller yet, right? You're Michael Jackson, you're known as being like a child star, and you're like, you did off the wall, and like now you're you're making work for your second album. Nobody knows how good Thriller is yet, right? You haven't even released it. How fucking good do you have to be for Eddie Van Halen to say, I'm going to play guitar on one of your songs? I need to do this solo for the, for you guys. Like, yeah, I, like Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> Running yeah, with the devil, Eddie Van Halen. Like, he, like, I guess he enjoyed Michael Jackson's music so much, and he didn't know how much of a success that the album Thriller would be. But, like, him doing the guitar Dude, solo. I think that was everybody. Like, I think everybody was like, whoa, what is this? Like, this is wild. Like, I don't know. Something about it was just, like, even look at it now. You put on Billie Jean, and everybody knows it. Whether you're 104 or 4, you know Billie Jean. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah. For, a, for an album or a song to be that transcendent is it's crazy. Yeah, it's I. You know what? Do you remember, do you remember playing Grand Theft Auto, like Vice City? You remember Vice City? I didn't. I never played Vice City, but yeah, I, I got okay. what you're saying. So this what like Vice City was the first um, Grand Theft Auto to like use like licensed music and shit. Okay. And you know how like all the radio stations that had like specific genre like adult contemporary yeah, yeah. be pop all that shit. Michael Jackson was the only artist that had a song on both on two different radio stations same album yeah like on the r&b station it was want to be starting something and on the pop station it was billy jean like that's how great thriller yeah. was like dude, you couldn't deny like you couldn't have just one song from that album. yeah no exactly that's what i'm saying like he was just that good no matter if whatever he did in his private life like whatever his music was dope as fuck like you yeah. can't deny it it's literally undeniable yeah, and like, you know, you listen to his stuff as a kid and, you know, from being like four or five or six years old and like singing and you could listen to his music from like four or five years old. You can listen to his music when he was like 24 or 25 years old. Like, exactly. Yeah, it, you can listen to his time, dude. Like, there was no limits that he would yeah, make. You can listen to Jackson 5, you know, I Want You Back, ABC, and then go, go listen to Thriller. And then the Free Willy song, like, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it. Think about this, dude. How old are you, Eric? I'm. I just turned twenty-eight. All right, you just turned twenty-eight. Think about being twenty-four years old and you just made Thriller. Like, twenty-four years That's old, making the greatest album of all time. Like, some people don't hit that peak until like. 30s like back then like this dude was 24 years old like well you had to figure he started way earlier than most true yeah it's true very good point very good point i mean like dude it's i mean there are a lot of child stars out there that were able to do it like as kids but like holy oh shit, yeah dude, most child stars they become crackheads and end up broke and you know doing yeah. questionable things and yeah. being on TV. <laughs> It's dude. It's just it's it's wild, man. How the how he was just like twenty four years old making like an album like that, and then 
if you sign a four-year contract with your record label to like you have to come back three or four years later and say hey we want you to follow up with something else it's like fuck man like i gotta do something yeah. as good as this there's a lot of bands that do that. They make a really good album and then they try to follow it up and it either sounds exactly like it and you're like, meh, I've heard it before or yeah. they go too ridiculous and it sounds like ass. Like, just hot <laughs> ass. <laughs> who's it like, can you give me like an example of like who had a, like a peak album and then it just like faded away or just like, they, um, I don't know if it's a popular thing, but like Mastodon came out with Crack the Sky and that's probably one of their best albums, 100%. It's like, progressive and just a lot of it fades into each other it's yeah. just a very well-made album it's it's a very good album I, that's another one i if i hear one part of it i have to hear the rest of it um yeah. and then they came out i don't even know what they came out after and it was like well i guess like it did not live up to the hype after like there's a lot of bands that do that i'm trying to think of some like i'm not i can't think of any that like faded away or like i'm trying to think of what you said that after their like debut album, like they all sound the same. And like, I'm thinking Boston is like, what, like a band where you know the music. Boston, even before Boston is a song. weird band. Boston is a very weird band. They came out with their self-titled, and once again, every song on the album was a one number one hit. Absolutely. And then they came back. What was it? Uh, Don't look back. Was that the second album? Oh, it might be. Uh, and yeah, it might be. The only good song off of that was Don't Look Back. The rest of it was like Stevie <laughs> Garbage. Yeah, they had like four or five albums. Like, yeah. And the sad thing was their first album was, that was the number one debut album, like the best-selling debut album for a very long time until GNR came and took that away. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's funny, dude. I, I could probably listen. That's an album I could probably listen to like front and back. Like, four play, long time. Uh, more yeah. than a feeling smoking, like yeah, all of that, dude. Like it's yeah. only eight songs. It's not a very long album, but it's just very well constructed, and it, it has a nice like you know ebb and flow, and just it come it it starts off nice, it peaks, and then it comes down nicely too. Yeah, yeah. I um. So, question for you, um, taking it like a personal experience. Have you? Well, I don't want to put you on the spot like that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think of I think of like psychedelic albums like um I don't know, think of like some of the Beatles shit like Magical Mystery Tour or Are You Experienced, like shit like that. And like after an experience I had with tripping, like I completely understood not what the fuck the artists were talking about, but their experience in it yeah. of like how we just drew out everything that they put on the album like it's it's absolutely madness like when you look at all the Beatles songs like Strawberry Fields Forever I'm the Walrus like it's just like trippy crazy shit that makes absolutely no sense as to like how they did it but like an experience that you have after tripping just makes sense as to how they were able to draw that kind of experience yeah, that, I think that was another product of the times. Like, I don't do nothing, nothing crazy like that. Like, yeah. most I'll do is I'll drink a little here and there. But yeah, I, I can I can see how that how people get like that. Like, they'll they'll you know drop acid or smoke a little weed or something, and then it it clicks for them somehow because that's pretty much what the the artists were doing when they either wrote it or performed it or whatever. So it it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of like some some songs is just. I don't know, listen to Grateful Dead. Like, think about, like, their artwork. Like, they, like, whoever came up with that shit had to be, like, really fucked up and, like, come up with, like, the Bears or, like, all that shit. 
I can't get into Grateful Dead. They have a very good name, but it's like folky, like, I don't even know. It doesn't live up to the name. The Grateful Dead. It's a bunch of, like, tie-dye bears eating peanut butter. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, you know what, dude? Like, some bands, their, um, their reputation outside of the music that they make, like, goes longer than them. And I think, like, in terms of, like, the Grateful Dead, I feel like I'm not Finn, the Grateful Dead are essentially the same band. Like they have a rabid following. The music, it's there. Like they, for whatever reason, they have a giant following, and I don't know why. But literally, like Fish records every single concert they do. Like that's wow. like a thing. I'm pretty sure they do. Like you can go on Google right now and type in like Fish. You know, like you know. Well, I don't think they're doing concerts recently, but. You can go. You can put in like April third, twenty nineteen, and there's probably a fish concert. <laughs> you know, I just thought about like I guess, I guess I guess our friend Craig is not getting in his fish concert for twenty twenty. Like it's just like fucking canceled. <laughs> Craig wants to go to a fish concert. I think like he has some crazy ass streak where like every year I think he broke it like a couple years ago, but like he would go to at least like one fish concert a year or some crazy shit like not that. Fish? No, he doesn't care about fish. Primus is his, his. Oh, Primus! Yeah, I'm sorry. It's Primus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fish. Is, yeah, fish is very different. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't mean, think they're not totally different, but they're different enough. <laughs> um. So, like, what are like? Give me some other bands or like albums that you listen to. I mean, like I said, I pretty much listen to everything. Like, there's a there. Uh, whoa! One of my favorite bands is called That Handsome Devil, and it's. You want to talk about weird, nondescript genre? Like they, this guy does hip hop. He does like psychobilly aspects. Like it's, I can't even describe it. It is such a trip, but it all comes together beautifully, and it's very dark and like kind of sinister and like like just doom and gloomy. Yeah. The lyrics are at least, but like it, it's like a beautiful disaster. It's crazy. <laughs> like a well, train in the snow. It's beautiful. What a, what a- what about speaking of like uh beautiful disasters is uh, i'm a huge fan of like gnr like axel rose like despite of how fucking nuts the guy was and like he's probably like biggest dick of like classic rock of the last 30 years like it's just enjoyable to see how much like chaos that he's caused and like how he's he's really lauded now because he was able to get the band like most of the band back yeah, together he toned down a lot but back in the day when he was at the peak like appetite for destruction tour yo he was bugging <laughs> like, yeah yeah <laughs> he, was he was a he was he was a wild dude man and like well that was once was again that was a product of the times everybody was bugging out doing all sorts of wild drugs yeah but you know what? Like, crazy thing, I think he was one that, like, didn't do as much drugs as the other ones. Like, I think he was probably, I don't know, probably, like, weed or, weed or, like, coke or, like, drinking. But, like, the other ones, like, they all had, like, fucking heroin habits, man. They were all, like, bugged. Yeah, dude, the 80s were a wild time. I mean, I wasn't around for it, but I've heard, like, the 80s were wild. Like, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to take it up a decade and say the saddest and the most like profane in terms of like drug usage was like the grunge scene because if you look at like so many of those grunge musical artists like all died of like heroin overdoses or like some fucked up shit but was that was that because were they like that because of they were using before or did they start using it after 
Oh, no, it was, I, I would think it's probably before, like somebody like Scott Weiler or somebody like Lane Staley, I'm pretty sure they were using heroin before. Yeah. They so started. did that make, did that get them in that mindset to, to make that music or, yeah. you know, I mean, versus like, like you said, like a GNR, or like, I don't know, some of those like eighties bands. Um, I mean, the eighties was the decade of excess, man. Everybody had money. Everybody was like, you know, everybody was doing all sorts of wildness. Like it was literally like, you know, it, everybody had yachts, everybody had all type of money. It was crazy. Yeah. Had people, to have it, people, like, it was crazy. People were just like really bored with a lot of money. Right. Like, um, there was just a lot of money out there. Like you could start up a business and just make money. Like it wasn't like, like, I don't even, I don't know why or how, but yeah. It was <laughs> made money, I guess. I don't know. It, you know what? And I think like a part, a portion of that has to do with where the music scene is at the time. Like think about like the whole sunset strip of like late eighties or mid eighties. And then it turned to be like Seattle grunge. Like that's where the money is. And like, that's where the bands come from when you yeah, have the that. Labels had something to do with it. But the crazy thing was back in the eighties, you had like, four or five different movements overlapping each other. You had the new wave, you had the disco, you had the thrash metal. You had all the stuff happening simultaneously. Yeah. Hair metal. Yeah. You had hair metal, like new, like new wave was early eighties and then it became hair metal. And then it was like anthrax. Like, like 83, 84 Metallica and all those, the big four out on the West coast came out and yeah. that was like combating the new wave. And, and then hair metal was going on too. You had the thrash guys like, pissed off at the hair guys it was it was wild man <laughs> who's um the fans like, pissed off at the poison fans because they dressed up like women like um we all know that uh, steven tyler's the king of that he, yeah he's <laughs> mother all the time it's crazy Dude, it's uh, it's it's why I didn't even think about that. Like, you really did have like so much different music within the decade. Like, and you know what? Like, I have to give it back. I have to give a lot of credit to GNR because like they took, they looked at hair metal and said, "Yeah, we're not gonna be that. We're not gonna like fuck with our hair. We're not gonna look like chicks." And like, we're gonna do a. They did though. They kind of did. Slash had the long ass hair. Like, they took aspects of it. But then yeah. they weren't even really metal in my eyes. They were more more like a hard rock. They weren't really oh, metal. Yeah. I wouldn't put the yeah, yeah, I wouldn't put them as metal. Like something like Metallica or Slayer. Slayer is like definitely metal. Oh yeah. Like, they yeah, were just like GR was just generally a great hard rock band. Yeah, hundred percent. So like like have you been following the um the the brackets that I've been doing for like classic rock bands? I've seen a couple of them. I saw you had Queen vs. Primus, and I was like, oof, that's a tough one. <laughs> oof, that's, oof. Yeah, I know. Craig's probably going to beat my ass over that. Like, I had to like I had to put Queen because of, of how Queen, big they but Queen is spectacular. Like, they're, um, like, production-wise, and just Freddie Mercury is probably the greatest vocalist of all time ever, I feel. Yeah. And he was a, a spectacular showman. Like, frontman, like, David Lee Roth, and, like, Freddie Mercury and who else? Who else is a great frontman? Jim Morrison. I mean, he's always up there. Yeah, he did. He didn't he like pee on people or something? He's. I think he whipped his dick out in the show. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what it was. <laughs> he didn't pee on somebody. He like whipped it out. Yeah. 
I mean, if I'm going to a concert, I mean, not me personally, but like if I'm going to a concert and I pay like, I don't know, $20 a ticket and I get a side of a dick at a show, like I'm getting more than I paid for. Like I didn't ask for it, but I appreciate the gesture, you know? Do you though? I mean, last time I went to a Primus concert, I wasn't trying to see Les Claypool's dick, all right? <laughs> That's fair. So- um, I'm trying to think, like, some blunders. I think I remember, I used to watch, like, BH1, because they used to do, like, uh, the Top 40 or, like, um, oh my God. I'm pretty sure they're still running those things from, like, back. <laughs> it would shock me. Uh, there was one where they had Fergie, and apparently, like, she pissed on herself, like, at a, at a concert, and, like, it's still debated to this day as to whether she, like, this, like, sometimes, like, they have the blunders, like, um, Keith Moon like passing out from like benzos or something, or like having somebody play the drums or like. Jim I Morris. did hear about that. They literally pulled some guy from the from the audience and they <laughs> and he played. Dude, Keith Moon was a crazy drummer, dude. Have you ever seen Keith Moon play? He looks so yeah. spastic and sloppy, but it it sounds spectacular. I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how it works. It's uh, you know, like I I read a lot of Wikipedia, and, like I've read his um his article before, and I don't know if it was Pete Townsend or Roger Daltrey, but they said like somebody like him was bound to self-destruct like if you do that many drugs oh um, yeah and you're that fucked up where like you have like you actually pass out and the band has to ask a random person to come and play drums like yeah you like there's no stopping you um but like have you know that's that's like a comet dude you're gonna you're gonna you're just gonna you're gonna burn out quick yeah have you like have you ever heard of like his stories of like how destructive he was in like hotels and stuff like cherry bombs? Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, he threw like M80s and toilet bowls and shit right in the hotel room. <laughs> they, it, they, it was the who the who was the ones who originally started the whole like tearing up hotel room things, right? I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah. I know they would get like brand new guitars and stuff and smash them on stage at the end. <laughs> That like, you know what that that one might be Hendrix from like the burning guitar like smashing the guitar and burning it but like in terms of like destruction at magic it? I know we burned it at was it Montreal or something or Montrose one of Monterey. Those? Um, okay, I yeah. think it was Monterey. Um, but he was Hendrix was the one that like smashes a guitar and like set so it on fire. I think before Hendrix. Oh my god! Then that's crazy. Like that that is just ridiculous. That's just. <laughs> The crazy, like the Who, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and all that—they were all like boy band-ish before. It was like early mid '60s, and then I'm telling you, '65 is when everything went crazy. Like a switch got flicked, and then people started doing all sorts of psychedelic craziness. Yeah, I think yeah, that's probably like once. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right. Um, so you know, thinking about destruct destructive behavior. Like Keith Moon ends up dying, um, you know. You look at somebody like Ozzy Osbourne, right? Somebody that's just everywhere. Keith, Keith Richards and Ozzy Osbourne will take over the world after coronavirus has killed us all. Yeah, I don't know what's more impressive is like the Queen is still alive or like Keith Richards. Like somebody like Keith Richards is just maybe maybe Queen Elizabeth is getting Keith Richards' blood. <laughs> Getting transfusions on the low. It's like drinking unicorn blood. It's like Keith Richards' blood. Yeah, seriously. It's like drinking virgin blood mixed with unicorn blood mixed with Keith Richards' blood. <laughs> Bro, it's like, it's wild, man, how like 
you know, people can just behave like that for decades and decades and decades. Um, Speaking of of Rolling Stones, dude, so, and reputations, think about Mick Jagger, right? Like, great front man. It's absolutely fucking maddening how the way that he looked over the years and, like, somehow it's an accolade to have had sex or get pregnant by Mick Jagger. Like, no matter how old he is. Dude, he's, like, 110, and he's got, like, some, like, hot chick on his arm right now. I guarantee if he went to, like, some beach in Colombia or Brazil or, like, somewhere, like, exotic, there would probably be, like, 20-something-year-old women that would love to have sex with Mick Jagger because he's Mick Jagger. It's yeah, crazy. What? Dude, he literally looks like a burlap sack with hair. And these <laughs> year old women are like trying to fall over themselves to get with him. It's absurd. <laughs> that's you know what? It's crazy, man. It's it's that's the reputation that he's that he's created for himself and like he clearly wants to live up to at this point. Like if he's 70 something years old and still doing what he does. Yeah, um, they're still touring. Like, and apparently he still gets it. Like, not I mean, he might get some, but like they still put on a good show. Apparently, even though they're all—they're all—I think like eighty. They're in their eighties, right? No, they're, no, they're in their seventies. I think like early to mid seventies. They're not that old. Um, how old is old? Seventy-five or eighty? It's pretty old. <laughs> I was—I uh, remember I was reading this one. Uh, it was either a story or like some kind of excerpt, but um, Mick Jagger was with I think wife or girlfriend at the time was jerry hall like the model and they went to some banquet or dinner and jerry hall said you know it's bad when every woman that i've seen has had sex with my husband like that is imagine that (laughs) but see you knew that going in so how do you marry that man Totally, yeah, totally agree. Like, you're with Mick Jagger before you, like, Mick Jagger was Mick Jagger before you. That's like you marrying a porn star and be like, I can't deal with this. She's she's doing everybody (laughs) in the state. You knew this. You watched it before. Let's be real. (laughs) What's, uh, what what are some of your favorite, like, Stone songs? Like, do you have a favorite Stone song? I'm not a real big uh, Stones fan, but I would say, um, Sympathy for the Devil is definitely a good one. I think, isn't that, like, your favorite Stone song or no? (laughs) I uh no I did I do that at, I would do that at karaoke but uh Beast of Burden is I think Beast of Burden um or Emotional Rescue are like my favorite songs. Give me Shelter is a very good one too. Yeah. Give me Shelter um Sympathy for the Devil. So no I'm not a huge Rolling Stones fan. Like okay. Jack which is a good one too. There's a Ooh. handful of, like they're probably like the goofy ones that are on the radio but I don't listen to the radio enough anymore that that, that they're played out. Yeah. Sympathy for the Devil is probably my favorite Stone song. Okay. I remember uh, I got to bring them up one last time. Like, I, re- I think we were all hanging out and Sympathy for the Devil came on. Maybe we were singing it and somebody had mentioned the GNR cover of it and I didn't I didn't know how bad it was until Craig yeah. said <laughs> it's like hot garbage. Like, it's worse than hot garbage. And, like, I listened to it. And I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe they did this and, like, released it. I, thank God I've never actually heard it. But, yeah, that last album that GNR did, it was literally all covers. And it, it was bad from what I've heard. Oh, my God. Like, if you – like, the song might be, like, six minutes long, but – or six or seven minutes long. But even if you listen to 30 seconds, you'll understand the rest of it. Like, you could just stop it at that point. Yeah. 
yeah, it's 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 wild, dude. Um, yeah, and that's another that's like that's another testament to G, like GNR. They had a great like they they started on top and I guess slowly kind of just declined to the fact yeah. where they were like trying to fist fight each other and they just didn't speak to each other for the longest. And then they came out with a garbage album as their last one. They're like, all right, yeah, I guess I guess it's time to pack it up. Yeah, and I mean one 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 last thing is like it's it's amazing that even a band like that can get back together. Like I like I thought that hailing back together was like crazy like the many times that they've done it but like a gnr was like something was like holy shit like hell really froze over like that well, well, yeah, because v, uh, vh they didn't come back with michael anthony they came um, back with yeah david lee came back uh eddie came back um alex came the, back. yeah alex and then yeah they didn't have michael anthony wow so i think like for gnr it's maybe Izzy Stradlin is the one that wasn't brought back. Like Slash is back, Duff is back. Um, but like the are classic they, like, appetite line. Are they all still alive? <laughs> I think Izzy Strad. Yeah, they're all still alive. But I think Izzy Stradlin maybe for like drug drug problems. Maybe he didn't want to be back in that type of environment. Even if they're like fifty something now, I think that might have been his reason. Um, yeah, I mean, I believe it. Well, and yeah. I, are they making new albums? I, I heard GNR is like trying to make a new album, possibly. I think so. I don't blame them, dude. Like as long as they've been, as long as they've been away from each other, like in all one sitting, um, why not make an album, dude? What's, no, I get it. I was just, dude. I was just thinking, like, how wild of it. After, like they came back together, but you remember, like, when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think the four of them minus Axel came on stage to accept the 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 award and like actually yeah. just did not come yeah it was a, it was a weird thing yeah i think like <laughs> yeah it was something weird like that yeah they got inducted and like like none of them showed up or something it was something weird like that i think it, no i think it was like maybe three of the original five but like definitely axel didn't show up and i don't know maybe slash did but like you know they wouldn't want to be they wouldn't want to be in the same place at the same time so like maybe it was like three or five of them that came up um, um just hold on one sec. I just want to, Ming. Do you know how many more minutes we have? Uh, you gotta get another five minutes. Keep going. This is good. All right, perfect. Thanks. <laughs> um, so Eric, right. I want to know like what. I was like, say, since we have like five minutes left, you know the crazy story about how we met, right? And how it's music related. Give it to me. I kind of forget. So I didn't remember this until you had said it like recently, but apparently we met like three times before we actually met. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. Buckethead, right? Was it Buckethead? Buckethead concert. We like somehow randomly saw you on the street and it was super brief. <laughs> in New York. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In New York City. At like BB Kings or something. Yeah. Like you and Craig randomly bumped into each other and I was just standing there like, all right, whatever craig knows everybody so that's fine and then we met again like opening day of baseball season randomly at like tilt a kill and then we finally met like for real was that like, was no, that, like a, was that a softball uh picnic or was it at craig's house no third time was craig's house first time was definitely in new york city Second time, tilt -a -kill. 
yeah. I was running for when I was running for office, I was grabbing, I had my petition signature sheet. And yeah, like, you I know, but I remember you said, nah, dude, like, I think I've seen that guy before. And like, I didn't know you, but like, you're like, nah, I think I remember seeing that guy like once or twice before. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> That's too yeah. funny. Like, you would think it's like an episode of Seinfeld or something where like you right. you, just, you, you randomly yeah. we literally <laughs> met two times before we actually met. <laughs> it's crazy. You can't beat that, man. And I think like I was hanging out with a friend and then I was I was actually thinking about that day earlier today. Um because like what I was walking and like somebody Bucket? just fucking bumped into me and I was like, dude, this is like more than just like a friendly bump. I was like, who the fuck? And then I look up, it's like Craig, and then I'm like the fuck are you do? He's like, no, nah, I'm going. I think I was. I think he said he was going to House of Blues and like he was going to like a Buckethead concert or something like that. Yeah, I think it was BB King's. But yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I remember it. he was like, he saw you. He was like, hold on, hold on. He like, he like told me like, you kind of shoot me, not shoot me away, but was like, hold back, stay back a little bit. And he like <laughs> you. He like ran you over. <laughs> Dude, that's too funny, man. That's not. Nah, and you know what? Cool. That's that's a cool thing where like you were going to see Buckethead was. Was that a Thoroughgood concert too, or was it just Buckethead? No, Thoroughgood was at the House of Blues on an AC. But dude, oh. he still gets it. That dude is like once again 115 years old, and he <laughs> still gets it, dude. Yeah, you know, like, me living in the South, like that was one thing that I appreciated because like they used to always play like fucking Thoroughgood songs. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but like depending on your geographic location, like they play certain music and some not. Like I'm not talking about like. Um, like Southern Rock, like clearly like in Georgia where I lived, they, they, like, they would play fucking Skinner all day, but I guarantee if you go to like middle Georgia where I used to live, like they hardly play the Beatles, they hardly play Billy Joel, like they don't really play Elton John that much, like it's uh, way uh, more hard rock. Dude, that's another one. Elton John is like, it's kind of like a guilty pleasure, but not really. Like he's one of those like sleeper bands, like you, you'd be like, ah, oh, Elton John, whatever, and then you go through his catalog, oh my god, this is amazing. Same thing like Warner. Warner's another one. Mad, yo, Madman Across the Water. Like, Levon and Tiny Dancer. Like, holy yeah. shit. Like, the... Goodbye uh, Yellow Big Road. Dude, he's he's one of... He's like... He's like almost like Bowie. Like, he goes through the decades and just puts out hits after hits. He did the Lion King soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Candle in the Wind, dude. Like, yo, if you want... If you want a person to write a song like no matter what age it is like elton john is one of those people and like dude that's how cool elton john is like elton john said okay i'm gonna do one last tour before i retire and he couldn't he couldn't even play it was one show this year or last year where he couldn't play anymore because he had pneumonia and it had yeah. to like fucking drag him off stage because he wanted to play and like he i think he publicly apologized the next day and said i couldn't do it and because wow. of this quarantine he, I think he was the architect of everyone doing like a house show where like everyone sits on their couch yeah, and listens. Like radio, like kitchen, whatever. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like Elton John is a great fucking guy. Like, yeah. Well, he's a knight, so yeah, he has to be cool. <laughs> he has but, to be. Uh, I think so. I think unfortunately, like we're almost hitting time. But uh, dude, Eric, this is a great convo i hate to have to cut it um yeah it because, did not feel like an hour that felt like probably 10 minutes <laughs> i mean bro i mean bro like do you feel like we covered a lot like in terms of like music genres and like quality and albums and artists and songs i think yeah we touched a lot 
I mean, I could keep going. I, I mean, I could probably talk about, I could talk with you for literally forever. We've done it. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, over the next like trivia game, there'll be something coming up and like, we'll, we'll have to like come up with uh, REM or dead presidents or like something to be able to win the game, but we'll definitely talk it out. Yeah, definitely, bro. All right. Thanks so much for being a guest, man. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for being available this late at night, especially in the quarantine. Um, you're the man. You're always available and you're always willing to, you know, be able to set up a podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Anything uh, for the world, according to Javon, man. Anything. So <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> Great thanks so much. Great job.